Hi, welcome to the Beyond Athens podcast with your hosts, Jaden Park and Owen Ferguson. How you doing today, Owen? I'm doing good, Jaden. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I did some shopping today, so... Yeah, just a little bit. Bought a rug, <laughs> but now I gotta return it because it didn't match my it didn't match my house, dudes. It's important. Yeah, I've never bought a rug in my life, so yeah. I mean, I kind of like them. I feel I I feel that like normal carpet is is what like is standard, so you're used to it. But when you step on like one of those really soft rugs, you're like, this is it. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> I've made it. I've well, made it. I hope that's not your only definition of making it. That's all I can say. But <laughs> hey, I mean, what's what's wrong with yeah. that? Uh, well, there, there are definitely things wrong with that, and we'll get into that right now. So today we're going to be talking about the con- the Greek concept, which is kind of the pattern we're going on. We're talking about a lot of these Greek concepts and expanding on them. Well, this one is arete, and arete means excellence or moral virtue, or in a more modern context character right it means good character so i'm just gonna go back Jaden. my first philosophy class sophomore year of college good times um it was a hard freaking class i'll tell you that dude like have you taken a philosophy class yeah yeah they, they like the first your intro to philosophy like the first time you get into it it's it's tough stuff at least it was for me yeah anyway. mine was so dumb yeah <laughs> my, and i think it's mainly because of my teacher if i'm being honest she was trying to like redefine like words so we we were talking about knowledge and what knowledge is and she was trying to redefine what it is compared to what it's solidified as in the dictionary hmm. you see you just found it tedious well yeah and and so she's all like what is universal knowledge I was like, what do you mean universal knowledge? Knowledge is individualized. <laughs> well, and there she you go. cut she cut class like ten minutes short on Zoom because her because I started arguing with her about it and she got so uncomfortable that she just turned it off. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, Okay, I'm wrapping up here and I was like, We still got twenty minutes left. What's going on? Why can't you have this conversation? Like or admit that you are redefining words that you shouldn't be redefining <laughs> you know and and that's one of the issues that comes up when trying to learn from other people and and like coming across credible sources yeah true yeah yeah definitely and i think one of those credible sources today is an ancient greek by the name of plutarch who wrote a lot about he's famous for writing biographies of famous greeks and romans and comparing them and basically turning these like histories into moral strategies for other people so they can kind of see what they can get from each person's life and build a superb life of their own build their own character so he knows a lot about this type of stuff and that's what we're going to be diving into today but first to go back to my my philosophy class which i actually really i did like it a lot um it was just hard later at this essay it kicked my butt um, I wasn't as good at writing back then, I don't think, either. That was a while ago. But he did ask a very intriguing question. And the question was, what do you 
wish for your children? And then he gave four options. So which of these four options do you wish for your children? Do you wish them to have A, wealth, be wealthy, financially independent, have you know all their needs met with money, right? Two, famous, have fame, be well-regarded by people around them, and um, look good in society. Um, three, happiness, do you want them just to be happy? Or four, to have good character. And I can only pick one? You can only pick one out of those four. Yeah, yeah, I'll ask you right now. What do you think? What would you wish for your kid? Um, That's a hard one. It's hard. It's not easy. Well, obviously, happiness. Okay. I, I say it obviously, like everybody would pick that. But wealth, you, you hear stories of people who become wealthy and and they're not happy and and robin williams for example like he was wealthy like but he wasn't healthy committed suicide so obviously wealth doesn't solve all your problems okay more mo money mo problems right <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know there's probably a lot more to that story but yeah i get the general gist of what you're saying money does not create happiness shouldn't be part mm -hmm. of your telos right so i can eliminate that one Mm -hmm. And then number two, what was number two again? Fame. Famous. That just sounds like a hassle. Have you heard uh, Justin Bieber's new song, Lonely? Definitely not. Uh, well, you should listen <laughs> to it. In it, he talks about his experience about growing up famous and growing up young, having everything, but he's lonely because nobody can understand him. And he's pretty much like a loner, right? Because how many celebrities are that famous at that age and everybody sees his life and what's going on. He has no sense of privacy. And in it, he talks about how having those experiences, he's lonely. Nobody can understand him and nobody will listen to him because they're more famous. They're, they're more focused on his fame than who he actually is, right? Okay. So I can eliminate that one. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, I, I could see in his shoes, it'd be really hard to have other people to relate to. And that's a huge part of, of not being lonely is do not, are there people around you, but are there people around you that you can connect with, that you can relate to, that understand you? And not having that is, you know, that's a huge hit. That, dang, maybe I should listen to that song. And yet you definitely should. And you can also relate it back to our, one of our previous episodes when we talk about uh, love and is it a need in general? Not not specifically like sexual love, but love in general. Mm -hmm. And like that's something that I personally believe like you have to have in one way or another. Love for yourself or love from someone else. Not necessarily like sex, like a sexual love. Not necessarily eros, romantic. Like familial yeah. or friendly love. Some form of that. Mm-hmm. So now that brings us down to good character. Yeah, these and, are the two kickers. These are the two and happiness. Mm -hmm. So what do you what do you think out of those two? Out of those two, it's a tough. One. I would rather have happiness. Yeah, I would rather have my kids have happiness than good character. Good character is good for the world as a whole, right? If I'm thinking about others and, and what would be best for 
the entire world good character right sure but we're talking about my kids here (laughs) i don't give i don't give a rat's ass about about the world if we're focusing on my kid i'm sorry that's how my priorities are hmm that's an interesting way of looking at it. family before the world okay but well i mean it's it's more of an issue of what comes first right because usually someone with good character someone who treats the people around him well has good priorities is going to end up happy right and looking at how we define happiness i mean they could they could find themselves like that they're you know psychologically feeling good about most of their lives but maybe they're not living in a way that uh, they can really coexist with other people well you know maybe the reason i say maybe is because ever since you said good character i've been thinking a lot about the military and honor okay honor is something a lot of people strive for honor consists of respect pretty much everything that you would think of with good character Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people in the military become honorable, yet they don't find happiness because they're so focused on being honorable than trying to find happiness. Okay, so we can maybe agree there's more of a balance here than, yeah. than yeah. just one or the other. We're going to mm-hmm. need And then we can also define like happiness. Is it? permanent happiness or is it like overall for the majority of it they're happy with their lives they're happy with well permanent happiness is impossible you can't always just be in a state of (laughs) well no i know because opposition you have to know what bad is to know what good is um agreed but it's an overall happiness yeah it's i mean i would think of it as this yeah just a state of of you're living your life and you're liking it right and we don't like we don't have to super philosophically define that but basically why i wanted to ask that is because there has been a shift in how people look at that question and how people look at the telos the goals of of their lives and if you would have asked families in the early 1900s late 1800s um kind of more rugged american times you know um people would have or in europe too people answered often good character that was the most common answer people wanted kids that related well to their fellow people and treated others well and were treated well and they thought that that would bring fulfillment that would bring happiness um now what i think is that i mean and then we get to the modern times right and it's kind of kind of been a shift um right now most people would agree with you most would say happiness but what how i see it and the angle i'm looking at it is i think that people are kind of skipping that step like the people back in the 1800s they kind of got that no in order to be happy you have to have good character you have to build upon yourself and and work on yourself and make yourself have good priorities and relate to others well and be kind things like that whereas i think now more people are like i just want whatever's gonna make me psychologically feel good to get through the day there's a lot more of that, right? And so I feel like people are kind of skipping the hard work in order to build the character and just expecting happiness. But like, no, it's it's a. I feel like it's a stepping stone, man. You need good character, then you can get up to happiness, like a, a consistent level of you know fulfillment in your life. Anyway, that type of happiness. So that's how okay, I see I, it. I understand that. I definitely understand that, and I understand 
that the generation before us, how they would prioritize good character over it, because that's how the parenting happened. You know, we didn't have as many diverse opinions on things and how things should be, right? So with that going off of good character, I understand their point of view back in the day. But I also can understand finding happiness without having good character. It's an extreme example that I'm thinking of, but I'm going to share the story with you. So there was this therapist and there was this lady that was clinically insane. Okay. She would have, uh, he would, she would create imaginative friends and family. Was she schizophrenic? I, I don't remember what she was diagnosed with, but she imagined a husband, like her husband's not real, only in her brain, and all her friends were all, like they were all created in her brain as well, and the doctor wasn't trying to bring her out of it, right? She He wasn't trying to bring her to reality saying, hey, they don't exist, they're not real. Because she was happy with where she was at in her brain. She was happy with her family. She was happy with her husband that don't exist except in her brain. And this was a big debate because is it our job to bring people back to reality? Or is it our job to let them be happy? Okay. Because if she's clinically insane but happy... What right do I have of trying to force her out of that happiness? It's an extreme case, yes, but it is possible extreme. to have happiness <laughs> without good character. But for people that aren't insane, <laughs> let me bounce off of that and ask, what about in a case of kind of similar to that where the person isn't insane, but say they're just kind of wasting their lives away playing video games. That's just what they do or, or stuff like that, right? Consuming, consuming, consuming. And they feel happy. They they like what they're doing. They're not thinking much. They haven't going, oh, well, I'm going to write an essay soon. I've been writing this essay on the allegory of the cave. And the allegory of the cave is – have you heard of that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, Plato's allegory of the cave. Well, they're in this cave and they don't know um, the true forms of things, which is kind of Plato's look at reality, that everything has this true form. Um and, and they don't know it because they haven't educated themselves in it. They haven't been given the opportunity by themselves to do it. Well, this guy leaves the cave and he sees the truth and he's shocked. And what should he do at that point? He's shocked. Should he just go back and live that same kind of vegetative life that he did before? Or should he explore this new concept of goodness, this new concept of happiness um, on, of what is actually true? So I think that her in that case, yes, she's clinically insane. So that's much harder for me to determine. Right, but for a person who's kind of put themselves in a similar case where they're they have imaginary friends on the TV, and they think that they feel good, you know, with their lives, but they just don't truly know what goodness is, then no, I think, I mean, it's not our moral obligation, but it kind of is our. We should, in a way, get people to an actual sense of happiness, which I think comes through good character. I don't think that comes just through hedonism obviously that's interesting i would disagree with that what my opinion on it is is 
if they want to waste their life away, they can. It's not what I would do. But when coming to understand someone else, if you were set in the same circumstances, had the same thought processes they did, you would probably be in a similar situation, right? If you were in their shoes with all their past experience and everything. Ignorance is bliss. No, 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 no. That's exactly what I'm trying to say is not the case here. Ignorance is not bliss. It may be fake bliss. It might be, but I mean, you're living in this state of complacency. You're not exploring the true nature of happiness, the true nature of goodness. You might think you feel good, but, and maybe you go your whole life and you die and like, it's all good, but that wasn't a truly good life. We want the truly good life here. We don't want just a state of, I feel good. I'm happy. We want something that is awesome. <laughs> you know, I mean, something you get what I'm saying? Philosophers. I heard something about philosophers the other day and it said that philosophers will never truly be satisfied because there will always be another question to to ask right so it's not it's not necessarily that learning and and coming out of this ignorance is our life goal for everybody learning may not be part of their life goal well yeah your individual life goal without without thinking on it and hedonism may be Maybe their life goal. It's like, but that's not the right. But what, what I'm trying to say is, there is a more correct life goal than others. There are better life goals than others, and we should be aiming towards those. We can't be complete moral relativists here. Is what I'm trying to say. Otherwise, what's the point of philosophy anyway? You're right, <laughs> but it is an opinion, right? I mean, it's an yeah, it, it's an opinion, but it's such a. I mean, I hate to say it's such a weak opinion. It's it's basically like saying, no, it's it's what he thinks. It's what he's saying. Everyone is the judge of their own character. Everyone is the judge of their own goals. Everyone is it's like, no, an education comes to place in this. Contemplating and and figuring out what truly determines the good life, good character, happiness takes a bigger place than just like, oh, what that guy thought the other day, you know? Yeah. I I would agree that I have an opinion that learning is a higher life purpose than playing video games and just focusing on like having a materialistic happiness. But what I'm trying to say is we don't have the right to tell somebody this is how they should live their life. I've had many people try to tell me how to live my life and it's kind of disgusting Right, I've had people tell me to go on a mission. I was I was dating this girl at at a certain point in time and one of my former teachers in in church came up to me and told me that I'd need to go on a mission and my girlfriend was right there and after he left she just went off. She went off talking about why does he feel that he has this responsibility to tell you what to do why does he feel obligated that he knows what's best for you sure but i mean that's in a more religious specific religious context even even when it comes to the video game and us right who knows what's best for you 
You do. No one. No, no one else. <laughs> you yeah. Know. You don't yeah. know what's best for you, man. What are you kidding me? Yes, so many people do. live their lives without knowing at all what's good for them. And some kind of get a little closer, and some get really well, really good. It comes with contemplation and life experience. Actually, I don't. There. I don't think that. I think it's a difference between knowing what to do and actually doing it. I think they know what's best for them. I don't think that they have the self control to actually do it for themselves. I think that person playing video games knows he probably should be doing something better with his life, but won't act on it. But do they know what better is? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think they know what better is. I don't think they have the true idea. I think that they need to go out and learn that. That's why you need to learn to build your character. That's some that's some serious lack of faith in humanity, right there, Owen. What do you mean? <laughs> you're you're telling me that you honestly believe that a person who just plays video games all day, not all of them, doesn't know that they could be doing something better. They know that they could be doing something better, but they not know may not know exactly what that is. Right, but they have the capabilities to finding that out, right? Yeah, I never. Everyone's capable to develop good character. I'm not a elitist here, but I'm saying that. But it's a choice for them to stay there. Yeah, but do we not have this moral obligation to kind of help other people reach uh, people that have say gone out of the cave, right, and kind of seen more of the light on what what leads to a truly good life i'm not saying that i'm above that many people here you know i'm not saying me in specific but i'm saying anyone that kind of felt like they've been enlightened in this way shouldn't it be i mean almost shouldn't they be try to help other people or should they just watch other people in this state of you know perceived happiness perceived glory you know looking at these these fake um forms in the cave should they just let people sit like that because they think they're happy right there i mean where i mean where's the where's the growth mindset in that you know where's the where's the selfless selfless help and and character in, in just letting people be the judge of their own lives and you know whatever do what you want dude you that know? can come even with people that are like salesmen you know i see a lot of salesmen that are very selfish that's selfish and they don't have the morals to help others you know and i find myself sometimes doing that i mean i don't want the world to burn right but sometimes you do need to prioritize yourself Uh, yeah for sure you need to prioritize yourself i'm not saying you don't need to i'm saying like obviously you need to prioritize yourself to reach that state of an of you know higher enlightenment first on what the good life is yeah i didn't if i came off as me trying to say that you were saying that that's not what i meant i didn't say that you were i was just oh no you're expanding. you're fine you're fine i'm not i'm not angry at you but i i am liking this discussion what i'm trying to say is i think i mean let's get to the root of our disagreement right and the root of our disagreement here is in the fact that i think that there is a good life to be lived and you think that the judge of the good life is in every man in itself whereas i think there is a higher standard of a good life for humanity to reach obviously can be reached in different ways but that was kind of the idea i was professing with telos so you you think there's an ideal like life yeah form of the good life yeah yeah okay and i mean there can be tons of different elements in it right but it's going to involve things like good character 
you can't live a good life without focusing on building a good character. I, I don't I don't think you can be a crappy person and and you know live a good life. That's that's really what I'm getting down to. Okay, I'm going to explain my perspective on this a little bit more and why the reason I think that is is because as an entrepreneur I don't know how many times I've looked up like what to do, like how to get to this point, right? How to, from step one all the way to step 100 on how to become a successful entrepreneur. And there is not a single book in the world for it. You want to know why? Because with entrepreneurship, there is no set blueprint. You have to take, you have to analyze your circumstances, look at your resources, analyze them, and then make the best decision. That's what you have to do. And it's all individualized. There is not a single entrepreneur that got to where they're at with the same place. With but the there same. are general principles. There are general principles like hard work, like passion, like grind, right? Like taking risks. And without those general principles, you, no one's getting anywhere. And that's what I'm saying with a good life. The good life has general principles in it, like goodness, like character like having a set telos like using your eros wisely right being able to love i, I would agree with that i would that's agree that I'm there saying. are principles. It's, it's principle based and that's the that creates the structure of a good life if you're just throwing out and saying good life the entrepreneur you know it's completely individualized well i mean i, I think that's just that, that's plainly wrong it's there are principles to be followed in every type of pursuit that you're going to go towards Okay, I understand that, and I would agree that, yes, you have to have principles, and even with becoming an entrepreneur, you have to have principles as well. Um, so are we saying that there is process principles for the good life? Yeah, absolutely. We talked about our telos and that it should be focused on process things, right? And mine was learning. It could be selflessness. It could be love. A lot of things. So what are some basic principles that are process principles that go along with living the good life? Um, well, we can just get into into Plutarch's 13 signs now, or at least get into a few of them, because I think that goes along with what you're saying. Um, I think the, fir the first one here would be, I'll just read it, your motivation and desire to become virtuous is increased. So a desire to grow in virtue and good character has and having that motivation actually like inside of you feel like, you know, swelling up. Like I want to be a better person. I want to treat people with more, you know, fairness and more justice and be kinder. I think one's influence, not influence that you give off, but what you're under the influence of, what you put into your brain right one one what one principle yeah would be would be what type of information you consume and especially social media oh, absolutely i mean everybody we'll, today has social media let's look at number five real quick just to interrupt you number five on the plutarch's list is you're discriminating in the media you choose to read slash listen to and consume it not only for pleasure but also for personal development so plutarch agrees with you there continue yeah, and so who you follow and who you watch videos from on social media is going to affect your belief system. 
it may not hugely impact it, but it definitely affects how you think. It definitely it affects how you interact with people. We learn subconsciously so much, and we don't even realize it. I've spent time with people, and like a lot of time with people, and over about a month or so, I notice myself st- starting to speak the way that they speak. Starting to use the words that they use. Um, like, you think people saying, um, bruh, or Assad, dude. You remember that one? I still say those things. Yeah, so you say, <laughs> if I spent if I spent a month with you and you said Assad, dude, like probably 20 times a day, I think by the time the month was over, I'd be saying Assad, dude. Assad, <laughs> dude. You know? Yeah. And... <laughs> we yeah. just naturally do that. Yeah. And so that happens with social media as well. Mhm. Yes, I agree. Okay, so the principles that we've got so far um so okay, let, let I mean let's go back to our base. We have we accepted that that principles are necessary for the good life yes. and that there yes. are there are set principles intact already in reality that um that lead towards the good life, a good life. Mm-hmm. Uh, define what a good life is. Well, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, you can't give me that I question. Would, well, I can. <laughs> I I think a good life is being able to be content with where you're at, but still have room for progression. Sure. I mean, that's good, but I mean, that's vague, right? Like, what is progression? What is what is contention? What well, I think progression content? and happiness are directly correlated. I agree, and I think I think progression in character and arete is exactly what But what does progression that. look like? Well... That's the hard part. There's number one here, going back to this one. Your motivation and desire to become virtuous has increased. So let me read what he has... Um, written down it is another very good argument to prove that by labor and, and exercise you've shaken off all stupidity and sluggishness if for the future your resolutions be more firm and your application more intense than they were when you first set out so this is in relation to virtue in relation to good character building yourself in progression your desire at first which is obviously something internal something a little more individualized but you can make sense of it do you want this more Right, and I think that is important. That's the first step. That's the first step they have here. That's the first step with anyone. That's how change happens, right? You get that desire, and that comes with education and learning. And that's what happened to me, right? That's I mean, when I first encountered philosophy, um, specifically like the Stoics or Nietzsche, um, I I read those, and you know, before that, I hadn't really thought about building my character much, right? But I got that education. I went out and sought learning. And then from there, my motivation and and desire to become virtuous has increased. Since you brought up Nietzsche, I read something from him this week that I think you're going to really like um, more specifically because of Telos. So a lot of people div- um, believe in a divine plan, right? Like as our purpose of being here, a lot of people think we're part of a divine plan. But Nietzsche mm-hmm. believed in 
one of our, like our main purpose here is expression of will. Will to power. And so I've known you to say that you want to, with one of your goals, is creative expression, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, I'm a songwriter, musician. Yeah, and and I thought that was super interesting that he believed that our purpose here was expression of will, expression of who we are, expression of what our desires are. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be part of your principles, right? An expression of yourself and not forgetting that that needs to be part of the good life. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you can have a good life, the good life, without expressing yourself. You can't do it for other people. You have to do it for you. Yeah, I I, I agree with that for sure. I agree with that for sure. I think Nietzsche also said something like, "The only people that are truly sane are the artists," <laughs> which I thought <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. But um, you know, in a way, it kind of makes yeah. sense that people but who sometimes are... they say some whack stuff. No, sometimes they're kind of <laughs> a little insane. But is that in in a way true sanity? Right? Or our kind of, is kind of living exactly between the lines um, that society has placed for us? Is that a form of insanity in itself? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because art. I mean, what's the point of art? In a lot of ways, it's to it's to change, right? And to and to express. Um, discomfort with the way things are right now right we get that in a lot of literature a lot of historical literature a lot of art um even music definitely like rock and roll rap stuff like that so and personally i feel much happier once we started the podcast and started having these because this is my form of expression of will this is me putting it out there expressing my thoughts my beliefs into a public format Mm -hmm. right and a lot of people can find this if they don't want to put it out on such a mass scale journaling yeah expression of will that way totally totally writing out your own thoughts and what you've learned i mean that's kind of what i'm doing with yeah this and and the blog together kind of beyond athens as a whole is kind of expressing what i've got inside um from the philosophy i've learned and the connections i've made through it and how it's improved my own life so and I haven't seen anybody be happy with with bottling things up and not expressing emotions without expressing their thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't see a whole lot of people that keep to themselves, never express anything, and are just there, live the good life. Yeah, I think emotional intelligence and emotional expression tying together are a very – those are both principles that um, – principles of of this you know obviously this good life is theoretical but what i'm trying to say is that there are solid things that go in it that everyone must have so control of your emotions and you know being able to have emotional and other type of creative expression i think those are those are signs of a good life too you know those are principles that one must kind of fall under do you think learning is one of those principles absolutely yeah i mean you're asking the wrong guy if you want me to like argue against learning no i'm not i'm not (laughs) i just i just wanted like a solidified answer yeah. If you did or didn't. And I would agree. I I would agree. I think there are different forms of learning. I think some are more like intrinsic and some extrinsic. 
Um, learning can be actively reading, but it can also be through experience. Totally. Um, totally. Because at points, like let's say you have a professional gamer, his type of learning is going to be different than a philosopher's, right? Because his is going to be learning, oh, how can I improve my game? How can I um, think more strategically? What what can I learn on screen if I do this better, et cetera, et cetera. But for a philosopher, it's studying. It's learning, taking what other people said, different philosophers, what they said, and then kind of drawing from each of those and applying them to a belief. Yes, but I do think, and I'm not talking down on the gamer's type of learning. I think that's very mm-hmm. important if that's the type of life you've chosen. But I think the philosophers, and not necessarily the philosopher, but the you know the person who wants to improve the character, wants to build ethics and morality and, and kind of find out their place in the world. I think that type of learning, the philosopher's type of learning, is important for everyone. So that gamer can't reach a good life if the only type of learning he's doing is how to play that game better, you know, how to destroy the Saxons in Age of Empires um, more efficiently. He also needs, I mean, there's other aspects. It's We have multifaceted lives, and I think that's very important. I think, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for being almost a sort of generalist, right? That's kind of how I find myself um, in a lot of ways. I think really, really, really zoning in on one thing. Obviously, that's really important for a lot of people who want to become world class in certain things um, or just accomplish a lot. But just having your focus on one thing your whole life, just gaming, just uh, being a doctor, just reading, I think that isn't beneficial in itself. I don't know. I think it all comes down to a person's happiness with it and how content they are with the little information that they have. We're just very individual people that kind of have different interests not a lot yeah. of people not everybody has an interest in philosophy and that's something we found that is something we love you know you and i love philosophy and some people may not right but some people may love science or math and they just haven't opened their their brain to this new concept or well new to them uh philosophy right because i haven't opened my brain to a lot of concepts like dance or art like i haven't opened my brain to any of that so and and i probably won't in my life it's just not an interest to me yeah and well and all those that's exactly the difference i'm drawing i think philosophy and i'm not even talking about necessarily studying plato in specific right or reading these works of these great philosophers i mean philosophy as a construction of life and our purpose here and what brings eudaimonia what brings a true understanding of love and our relationships and our character? I think that in itself, and, and that's, I mean, that's kind of what I'm trying to do here with Beyond Athens. I'm trying to say that's more important. That's not really, that shouldn't be necessarily a choice that everyone gets to make, like it is with dance, like it is with gaming, like it is with medicine, right? This is our lives we're talking about. This is everything. This, this is like, it's like the icing over all the different aspects of our lives is who we are and what we're building on that. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in this way, you couldn't really accuse me of being a relativist, right? But that's how I see it. Sweet. 
Thank you guys for listening to the Beyond Athens podcast. Make sure to check out our blog at beyondathensblog.com. You can read articles and essays there that Owen himself has written. Um, we're trying to get out audio blogcasts onto these platforms so you guys that are don't have the time to read or frankly just don't want to read the essays <laughs> because you're lazy and you don't want to read um you'll be able to listen to them there <laughs> so thank you guys appreciate it we'll catch right. you next time see ya